0: What's up everybody? It's Paul here from RTB Limited. Just wanted to touch base with you and introduce the podcast, let you know what it's all about. You know, week to week we're going to talk to companies and people and find out about how they've used the three pillars of business, people, process and profits to help their companies and themselves grow. We then will ask them how they ring the bell every day, you know, for me It's my family, it's the urge to leave a legacy, and a poem my father wrote during Vietnam that has really driven me to who I am today. There will be few who will be brave enough to walk away from a secure life in order to grow stronger by exposing and applying themselves to a wide range of new, challenging, and indeed life-threatening experiences. The tangible rewards of such ventures far eclipse the hollow triumphs of living in a static world. The renewal of self means much more than the perpetuation of that which makes the self feel safe. I urge this to be your primary goal, your primary challenge throughout your life, and that of self-renewal. If you can take these words and if they motivate you the way they motivate me, hopefully I'm doing my job. At the end of the day, we want to work with companies, people, to help them with consulting, training, and coaching and help them ring the bell of success every day. Sit back and enjoy the podcast. Please subscribe and share with your friends so they can learn more and hopefully we can help others. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Carry on. All right. This is Paul from RTV Limited and we are interviewing Rob Lipicoli from 360 Sports. And uh, Rob and I know each other through uh, playing rugby for years and we've uh, played together in some old boys games together. But I really wanted to learn more about Rob's business and, and how he uses the three P's of people, process, and profits to help grow his business. So, Rob, tell us about you and and your business. Paul, thank you
1: for having me. Uh, again, Rob Lekopoli. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called 360 Sports Inc. It's a um, currently it's a um, corporation that is engaged in sports related startups, mergers, and acquisitions. Um, I formed this in 2016. After about 20 years in amateur sports management, and originally I started out playing uh, you know, football in college, and I switched over to rugby, and um, one of my biggest pet peeves as a corporate professional after college was fundraisers, so I was always uh, interested in finding out how to turn amateur rugby into a business, and I was able to do that for the team I played for back in the day, uh, North Penn Rugby, probably you know them very well. I do. And, uh, yeah, so we helped build their pitch and do some partnerships to get um, their own dedicated pitch and help build the youth programs and women's programs. And that uh, helped me catapult that idea into uh, football. Um, so I built a, um, I guess it's known as semi pro football, but it really was like minor league amateur, or it's less developmental football. We launched it in 2000, or I'm sorry, 1999, and I sold it in 2010. It went from about 18 teams nationwide to about 140 teams. And we built the national playoff system for three tiers of uh, talent. Uh, we're out Disney World, had ESPN contract, and uh, built a lot of credibility in the world. So as I was running the league, we started a breakoff business called 360 Sports in 2005, dedicated to sports event management, sports sponsorships, and sports apparel. Basically, what we did is we created a product line, in any area where there's a need for amateur athletes, who couldn't really afford to uh, pay for uniforms and travel um, to, to afford to do so. so um, when we launched that in 2005, we quickly were recognized um, uh, by you know, throughout the investment community. We brought investors in in 2008 to scale that business. and then as everybody knows, um, in the, you know the 2008 market crash killed us. We sponsors nice. stopped sponsor, sponsoring and uh, players stopped traveling. So we had to reinvent ourselves. So uh, through several years, by 2011, uh, when Facebook and Twitter and all these uh, startup tech companies were being funded for and getting billion-dollar valuations with zero revenue, I became very curious about that. So I spent two or three years learning about the pattern of investment, actually moved from Minnesota back to New York to raise capital, and we did that. So we actually became a public company. Uh, about three years ago. We're actually doing the paperwork right now. I just stopped in the middle of my day here to uh, submit our SEC filing by the end of the year, which, you know, we couldn't be any more at the last minute. (laughs) But we do have 10 p.m. So anyway, so now um, we built a holding company to bring in, we've brought in our subsidiaries and, uh, you know, we just created a corporate overhead function to manage uh, the different aspects of our business. All
0: right. So tell me about with that, how do you bring on new clients or, or add new people into your into your whole the whole three hundred and sixty sports?
1: Um, that's a great question. So as we built a football league and got into sports management, our what we realized was that our demographic were actually women. Uh, so the wives, girlfriends, and mothers of the athletes. So it didn't matter what event we were running, and, and you know we run NFL combines every year. We just ran one in. Minneapolis this past weekend at the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, and no matter what, <laughs> it could be a ten-year-old or a twenty-four-year-old. The moms, wives, and girlfriends are the ones paying the bills. So we we recognize that that was our targeted demographic. So so um, now the serve the need that we serve is to help athletes, you know, at the youth and amateur level with proper technique training, and at the amateur level with marketing, and at the uh, professional level with quality of life needs, the uh, protection, you know, especially financial protection. And then with the retired athletes, we recently identified a synergistic business model for them to provide this, our services to the youth and amateur athletes. As so we, coaches?
0: Uh, like outsourced um, coaches? Um,
1: mentors. Not Because not every athlete is a good coach. You, you and I can we'll attest to that. Because <coughs> um, we don't have – generally, good athletes don't have patience for – um,
0: you know, lack of focus. so I, I learned it the hard way, translating your knowledge and what, you know, and see on the field and then, all right, how come you don't understand what I'm saying, you know, and then building out the process in my head to teach people how to do a technique that I've been doing for forever. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, how to make that split that decision. Uh, whether, you know, whether it's boxing or rugby, whatever, it's, it's really difficult. It's hard. Yeah. So, and you,
1: you nailed it right on the head when you said the word technique. So you learned technique. So, so in rugby, as an American football player coming over to rugby, I was a great, I, I like to think I was a great athlete. As Mark, our buddy, Mark Griffin says that we all get better every year uh, that we're out of it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had the speed and strength and good great hands, being a receiver in college, going over into rugby, I, you know, like, you know, um, you know, went to the U S you know, the Eagles the AML, uh signs back in the day and I uh, ended up playing for old blue. Um, just, you know, I retired about when you came in and uh, it was, I didn't learn technique until we had a great coach. I was in my thirties when I learned proper rugby technique. Mm-hmm. So it was really just muscling my way through the pack as you, you know, if you uh, want to use rugby terminology to, um, you know, learn technique. So same thing in the business world. And recently I just learned that there is business technique the same way there is in athletics and the, better you perfect that technique and eliminate mistakes, the um, better you'll be, whether it be on the field or in business itself.
0: A hundred percent. And like part of our idea of of building out this, this company was to focus on these three pillars of people, process and profits, right? If you have the right people, you have the right process and you understand your financials, you can succeed, right? Exactly. The product can be, could be a so, so product, but if you have the right people know to sell and lead And then you have the right people who can run through the entire process that you've built and then lead to financial success and understand how to manage that, that finances is really important. I think that's where, that's why we're talking. Obviously you're a successful entrepreneur and, and you've built out this business here. And so the process is to bring on these athletes who are amateur or trying to go professional and you know, get them some minor sponsorships, say through family members or a corporation or whatever the case may be. So there's an outbound process there to bring in that, that dollars. Is it bonded to players or you?
1: Um, so we, because, you know, in our football league, we had about 5,000 players and every, I'd say about 60 or 80% thought that they could go pro. Um, we would, you know, f- uh, would our way through the players bring the top 50 into a, a NFL combine or what they call workout down at Disney we bring in the proper coaches for the athletes we thought may have the right talent and really did come down to improper technique. So although we'd have guys that are bigger, faster, stronger than NFL players, they uh, just lack proper technique. Uh, we had kickers and punters that were great uh, kickers and punters um, you know, statistically, but technique-wise, they were bound for injury sooner than uh, athletes with better technique. So we really wanted to focus on that. So in order to really service the, the athletes well, we had to build the technology – and, and scale that to allow athletes more or less to help themselves. And we had to re- remove the number one barrier to entry for great athletes getting, uh, you know, learning proper technique, and that was cost. Mm-hmm. So we actually created a system to, to make it free for athletes. And, you know, the earlier you start, the better, but it's never too late to learn as, you're, as long as you're, you're willing to learn. Right. And so this, you know, through mobile technology, video analysis, where you can do self-analysis, and compared to a professional athlete, uh, proper technique, that's where we've really found a, a niche and, and that's where we're scaling. Um, and, and by making it free, um, for them to use, you, you know, there has to be money in there somewhere. So what we've done is taking our core products, which are the events themselves where there's a participation fee, you know, um, in situations where we do a bowl game down in, as you know, Mexico city, um, U S bank stadium, we're doing another one in Daytona beach, uh, uh, next month and there's part there's the attendance fees so, so there's pretty good revenue there then there's the apparel that we sell for the events so we started our own apparel company
0: so we're, we're actually factory nice. the right direct. right uh, horse exactly
1: arrow. yeah and then the, the way the sponsorships work now we just uh, created a system that is on par with facebook and google that allows athletes to sell sponsorship for themselves where the advertisers go to their webpage buy you know, a tier, you know, and add anywhere from $50 to $500 to $2,500, which, uh, you know, helps the athlete cover their costs. And we have to do all this with, uh, in NCAA compliance, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a foundation.
0: So there's a lot of rules and regulations, obviously, and that's the process side of it, right. Uh, making sure that you're crossing your T's and dotting your eyes. So on top of that, you've gone public, right. And, you did an IPO, you said three years ago, correct? Yes. Okay. And um, so financially, the the I guess the uh, the profit point for you would be maybe a micro fee you're taking from the athletes in the sponsorship, or is it all the the IPO? Um,
1: uh, we set up a franchise type system. And you know, just before I go into that, I you know my background is in uh, construction management and real estate development. I worked for one of the top five uh, real construction management firms in the world, public company. So I ran a department in New York City for that public company. To, uh, to, just in our department alone, we did about two billion dollars a year. Yeah. And what I did do is learn how to manage, you know, the the an office for a public company, and just mimicking that. Uh, it allowed me to create the system we have now, which is a franchise model. It, and it was no different in the public company. So mm-hmm. by creating 360 Sports Inc. Uh, as a holdings company, you know, our, our overhead is very low, mm-hmm. but it's expensive. So what we so in doing the math and doing it backwards, uh, we have to generate about $30 million a year in revenue to cover the overhead costs for all the chiefs. The chief you know, CEO, I'm <laughs> the least expensive uh, right. CEO. TO uh, chief legal officer chief marketing officer uh, operations uh, et cetera so they, you know that, that's expensive and you know there is value there with the quality of people that we have uh, thirty million million dollars a year in revenue um, and uh, and going back to your question in a franchise model what we're doing is taking about 10 percent off uh, after cost uh, for our, as profit and ninety percent goes back to the athletes yeah. And we have three tiers. so by bringing in mentors like retired pro athletes, they're getting about 25% commission. We have this, uh, a hybrid sports agent model where people, you know, most people don't understand to be a sports agent. You actually need to be licensed uh, by the state. So yeah. You know, so Pennsylvania is a very strict sports agent licensing where you are. New York is New York. It's just an application. Pennsylvania is an application and bonding. You, you got to actually have a bond. Uh, you can't legally get paid on a referral for an athlete going uh, pro without being licensed. Otherwise, you're, you're breaking the law. And so we recognize that. So what we did is we created a model within the law that allows a college kid to get licensed and come in and, you know, with a focus on marketing. They're supporting a retired pro athlete who is offering the mentoring services to the youth and amateur athletes within their community. So, you so you created
0: just a platform basically for people to interact in this in this environment.
1: Yes, exactly. So at January first, in a couple of days, we're launching a uh, 360 Sports tech platform. Uh, it's accessible through 360SportsApp.com. We stay up on the latest technology, and the world is moving away from uh, traditional uh, native mobile apps, getting into something called, um, you know, a, a, um, a progressive web application. So we pre- prepared our website to be a progressive uh, web app. We've converted from you know, um, you know, older cms systems or content management systems into wordpress which has really come a long way since uh, it first came out and uh uh you know again we're just trying to automate the process and uh and having you know, like a, you know it almost seems like multi-level marketing but we don't require anybody to pay us anything to come work for us right it's not multi-level marketing correct That's a franchise model and commission model
0: so that makes sense
1: yep and athlete instead of an athlete, you know facebook and if you set up an athlete facebook page athlete youtube channel um, YouTube allows you to put um, ads in there, but you're getting like one one-thousandth of a cent uh, per, um, like, you know, percent, mm-hmm. uh, per, you know percent, for revenue coming through your site, versus the way we set it up is you get ninety percent as the athlete of the profit, and because we're the manufacturer of the process, our costs are uh, you know buried within um, that number. Yeah, so so you know it's you know for every one thousand dollars in sponsorship. That athlete is keeping um, nine hundred dollars of, of that, yeah, and one hundred dollars goes towards you know profit and operations. That makes so, sense. Yeah, just you know, so numbers wise, our goal is to sell one hundred and twenty-five dollars per year per athlete in product. So for every one million athletes, that translates into one hundred twenty-five million dollars of revenue. Mm-hmm. And we you know we have ten different uh, product lines at this point. We just recently. Launched our own real estate uh, company, so we're actually real, licensed real estate broker. Wow, uh, we're doing a partnership deal with one of a, a you know an investment firm we're in talks we're with, so they're going to manage a, a broker dealer where we can actually sell uh, all the insurances and keep that revenue within the company rather than going out to a uh, brokerage. It's huge. huge, and um, yeah, we have a financial advisory arm that we're launching this year as well in 2019, and that is the dedicated. It's a SaaS model where people can pay twenty to fifty dollars a month. To a licensed uh, a registered investment advisor who is offering financial advice for how to really save money. I'm, I'm the worst with money. <laughs> I can unless it's, I learned to automate the cash flow. So if I get a paycheck, it goes into my bank account. I don't see it, I don't touch it. It automatically uh, goes into savings, it automatically pays the bills, and it automatically, you know, the retirement is taken out before I, I see a dime. So whatever's left there over is basically my allowance for a, a week or two. And right. that's really the only way to to make money you know i it's you know in the past we were making about two to three million dollars a year, and end of the year we had nothing left over and you know mostly because we were scaling but also because we were recklessly spending two thousand dollars for you know happy hour uh, <laughs> on,
0: and, and Irish. What's your happy hour <laughs> uh,
1: it, you know, it, it, did, it it did uh you, you know it it worked up until the market crashed so we, we our business was growing and uh yeah, but you know, which you know, you know, goes back into the real estate. Like the reason why we're in getting into real estate is because when the market crashed, we didn't have anything to show for it, and uh, so now we're just going to take the cash coming in, put it, you know, own commercial real estate. You know, we have this uh, massive campaign to build sports complexes nationwide, and you know, part of that process is to actually be able to park, yeah. um, you know, assets, you know, real tangible assets within our company. So if there's another recession. Which is it appears recession is happening now, but it's not really. It's Um, it's just it's a correction.
0: But I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I think there's going to be a big correction coming.
1: Yeah, it's happening. It's uh, but the thing is, it's good. It's good for us as entrepreneurs, especially now. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, before I go off on tangents, I'll, I'll let you continue
0: no it's, it's fine and obviously you've built out a this platform with multiple tiers of revenue so you're not relying on one sole factor to fuel the pro the growth of the company which is huge yeah and that's,
1: that's that's important so if your audience are entrepreneurs there's you know but I, there's a the simplest form of running a company is to have a product that you're passionate about or certain uh, or um, yeah well service when as you get old and like us you know, I just had knee surgery a couple of weeks ago. I had spine surgery in 2008 that set you know set me down for several months. And when I'm not running the the company providing a service, the, the company doesn't run. Mm-hmm. So so really, that's where I learned like to have a product attached to the service. Yeah, so, yeah obviously, the service is the day to day, but the product is really keeps the the, the blood flow uh, going. And uh, but, you, know, put, you know, real estate I found is the best way to really park. Uh, your cash as it comes in, and you just borrow against the real estate if you need to, uh, for like you know upfront fees associated with major events. We can leverage uh, credit lines for that, knowing that we're going to get it back for that event, um, you know, eleven months later. So you know, 100%. there's this whole uh, cycle that happens uh, with this.
0: The a friend of mine owns a, and I'm he's going to be on the podcast soon. He owns like. Thirty or forty properties, and he right. consolidates his loans every year so he can build that, that equity back into them and then buy other properties and it's this continual cycle, and there's plenty of books written on, on how to do that cycle, but you're doing the exact same thing. you're parking that equity within the company and growing but right. surely rolling it back into it. so that's a great yeah. idea. And I think, I think a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs can take advice from that, and I offer that same advice to Tom from Cafe LMO to my first podcast. And I listened to it for a long time and, and, you know, he does food and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, selling the coffee online is another revenue stream he's not relying on yet, which he's taken the advice and he started to roll out the platform. Right. So it's good. Great. Right. So you're, you're managing yourself right now. And as you're building out this platform, what's the people side of the business for you and, and how many people are working with you and what's the projection and, and, and how do you lead? Generally, I guess that's the best way to... We can go with three parts right there.
1: Okay. So, you know, 25 years of doing sports management uh, and um, about the same amount of time working in corporate America, uh, you know, the sports management job was really a tax write-off when I first started and it turned into a major business full-time from 2005 to 2010. After, you know, running out of money back in 2009, 2010, I took on some consulting work in New York City. And which, you know, paid the bills and it just continued to scale the company on the side. And now, you know, I've been full-time since, what year is it? So 2016? Uh, 18.
0: Lonely, 18. Uh, oh, you've been. Nice.
1: Yeah, so, so for the past two and a half years, has been full-time again. And, uh, it's, you know, it's just like like boxing, right? You just go in rounds and you punch your way, uh, trying to knock, knock people out of the park. But, yep. you know, not every uh, match is a, uh, a knockout. No. But you can and uh, so the same thing in business. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, in terms of like the people, uh, it's, uh, you, you know, one thing they say is never work with a friend or family member, uh, or, you know, whatever that saying is, what I learned is they're not a true friend or family member if you can't work with them. And I, my, I have a C my C level. Um, you know, I'm the CEO, founder, visionary. As being a CEO doesn't mean you went to Harvard or Penn; it just means you have a vision, mm-hmm. and then I have to communicate that vision to our key personnel. So, at the operations, you know, at the ground level, we have um, uh, you know the head of sales is a former you know my fraternity brother. I've known him for gosh, 20, oh my gosh, 20 years, 1990s, uh, 28 years. Um, our CEO and president is my best friend from eighth grade. Uh, played football together. Went to college together attorney together uh you know uh you know we're both in each other's uh, weddings and you know we've been working together on and off for years You know, he's been more or less full-time for the past three years mm-hmm. clo uh you know is our corporate attorney from our football days uh, so she's been with us since 2004 and uh um uh, you know our cto is a childhood friend his dad was in my dad's wedding back in 1967 and i've known him his whole life so we work very well together that's the, that's the chief level that's the core of carrying out the vision and we and we communicate and make it so that any one of us can take over the company and run with it if something were to happen to the other and uh, you know so th- so there is a the chief layers then there's the director layer so each product that you've identified can we have 10 different product lines it sounds like a lot of moving parts, but really we're providing needs for athletes. Uh, and uh, we put directors in those positions. Some came in organically. Others I worked with, you know, our head of real estate development. I've known since 1998. He came on board with us a few years ago, more or less full time, and uh, has that construction experience we need to, to do what we need to do for uh, you know capital raising acquisitions, um, your construction and, and sales. So, uh, you know, the list goes on. But, yeah, and there's, you know, there's the right fit. There's great people out there, but if it's not the right fit, the first thing I do, you know, we all work on commission. And, I you know, one thing I learned about is, is business sustainability. So I say, listen, we're all working at risk. And whatever is sold, we, we split. And whatever is not sold, then we get nothing. And it doesn't work for everybody. So the, mm-hmm. but at least I, you, know, you have to be up front with people about that. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make you a bad person. But it's it's all about it is about the business sustainability. And as a public corporation, and when you talk about people, your shareholder is really where you have your responsibility. And you know whether there's a friendship or not. If the, your friend is not doing their job, uh, or vice versa, and you got to replace them with somebody who's better. And but you know that's established day, day one and day two and day three. You know every meeting I open up with with okay, if I'm fired from my company, this is what needs to happen or, or need to be done. So it keeps me accountable as well, yeah. and I guess you know, lastly, during the hiring process, is identifying whether or not somebody can be accountable or hold themselves accountable. And if they're willing to learn, that's great. If they have a skill set they bring to the table, that's even better. But really, it's about um, you know, uh, you know, all working together as a team, coordinating, connecting, doing your job. Uh, just like in the military, you do your job for the person next to you, not because you believe in your government or not. Exactly. Same thing with the corporate Does he do the job for the person next to you? And that's, that's how we know we have the right people or or not.
0: Yeah. So it's funny. You said you hit on everything that I talk about in my leadership training courses and, and, and coaching is you have a vision, right? Right. We use this term in the military. You have like your, your shooting lanes, right? When you are getting a foxhole, you have your shooting lanes and you know, one side is where you can shoot from the far as you can shoot. Right. So you Mm -hmm. have your vision and your principles. And then in the middle of that is your mission right? And this is where you want to go as a whole. So you set your vision down. And you say, guys, here's what we want to do, right? Here's long-term smart goals, you know, 20 years on the line. Here's my principles. This is what I want. And it's important to me. Don't be late, you know, uh, do your job. Don't complain. Don't make excuses, right? Those for me, right? Those are, and the mission here, the immediate mission is we need to build this platform out, these 10 pieces of the platform, and then start spreading it out to the world, right? And then start growing that business, and that's you as a leader is doing that. That's great. And I love that. And you never ask me to do anything you wouldn't do yourself. It's the same. Exactly. Right. So I've done it. You know, I, I was 100% uh, commissioned sales for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy life. And I would, before I met my wife, I didn't go on vacation for 10 years, you know, other than go on rugby trips, which are not really vacation. Well, they kind of vacations. But, oh, really? you know, <laughs> You no, know, you go away for the weekend to California and you come back stumbling into the OR on Monday morning like, oh, but what happened yeah, to your face? Yeah. I'm like, oh. Right, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't born right. this way, Doc. It took a lot of kicks and punches in the face. But right, yeah, and I, I think that's really uh, important when you have a business, that you have that culture and you have that leadership. It's really, and, and I've been saying this to a lot of my my clients, is leadership will determine if you succeed as a whole, Right. Because if you have a problem in leadership, more than likely, or if you have a sales problem, more than likely, it's a leadership problem, right? Right. Financial problem. It could be. It's probably a leadership problem. That person who's running your finances might not know what you want to do and the direction you want to go. So how much control have you given them in command and control up and down the chain of command right. for them to succeed? So I love it. I love it. So now, you know, RTB for me means ring the bell. And it relates back to, you know, me boxing for a long time. And being in the military and then rugby as well, because you know how it is in that, in that last 20 minutes. You don't want to scrum down anymore. You're like, I got to get back out there one more time. I do. I do. I want to scrum down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, your body doesn't. Your body doesn't. Right. Uh, so it keeps me moving forward every day. And then along with this poem over my shoulder that my dad wrote is really what drives me and, of course, my family. Um, so how do you ring the bell every day to go out and grow your business? What's your driving force?
1: It's, uh, you know, my vision of me uh, removing the barrier to entry for athletes to receive the best possible uh, training. And it's not just physical, but it's also mental. Um, so both on and off the field, the number one struggle I have is instilling self-confidence into people. That's my biggest challenge. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, my lawyer is probably the best lawyer, my lawyer, my, our internal general counsel, is is she's Awesome, she's great. As a matter of fact, I forced her into her, her own practice to help other people because she's great at what she does in terms of compliance and contracts and ethics. Uh, and uh, so, so she doesn't understand how great of a resource uh, she could be for other people. So, that, so that's just an example of instilling self confidence uh, into people. So, uh, you know, it's uh, um, you know it's the holidays right now. It's the Friday before New Year's Eve. You know, as, you know I celebrate Chris, Christmas. We just had to happen, man, Christmas Day, I'm like, I can't wait to get back to work. Uh, I'm, I'm killing myself here just tooting my thumbs because people, you know, I got to be around family, which is great, but my kids are happy, they're independent, and I just want to get back to work. Nobody's answering their phones, and, and nobody's online, and, uh, you know, so I'm just chomping the bit, but really, it's about the path of carrying the vision, and, you know, you know every day, most, most days are not good days. <laughs> most days are bad days. It's really trying to fix things. And the, the way I don't burn out, I think, is, is through systems. So back in corporate America, I had to implement um, management systems. So you know, my, my day job was in construction management. I was in charge of risk management. We had several, you know, worked in several sectors, pharmaceutical, petrochemical, microelectronic, um, you know, commercial, schools, hospitals, et cetera. So it, within each sector, including uh, Army Corps of Engineers, there's their systems. And so I had to take all these different systems and make them feasible to do for our company. So I filed um, programs such as ISO. So I actually implemented and qualified ISO fourteen thousand one. As a matter of fact, it was the first one in the United States for construction. Uh, we had independent audits twice a year, and as a business owner, I've been audited many times. And there was nothing more grueling than an environmental audit of a construction management firm. That was that was stressful. And, uh, and, and because of, we had to write systems in accordance to ISO, and we put them in uh, place, it's, you, know, it's, you have your, your processes, your policies, your procedures, and uh, it's all referenced. Every time we do something in our company, we write a policy or procedure for it, stick it in our office document, and we train people you know, pretty much every Monday. We um, you know, go through what new policies and procedures are in the works. Everybody puts, uh, chimes in because of technology today. We're, we all have access to the um, office uh, documents and, uh, you know, each person can edit their own and, you know, there is version and control. So if somebody screws up, it's okay. We, we have a backup and it's just, again, it's a process. So even on the bad days, um, you know, because we have a system, I can just go, uh, I can either emotionally positive or negative or unemotionally go through my day because of, uh, having a, a business management system in place. It's really important, uh, to, to do that.
0: Hopefully yeah. that answers <laughs> it, it does, and I think at the end of the day, I, I do something similar where I, you know, obviously do my to-do list the night before, and then right. put the biggest three to start the day because that's when I have the most energy. The coffee's still running through my veins, right? Uh, right. I've done my workout in the morning, and uh, yeah. you know, I plan that's my a, that's
1: the paper planner every day. Yeah, so same, I mean that's really important. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're speaking the same language here.
0: I have mine right here it's a big book yeah. basically and I just every day it's got my to-doodles in it you know like got to get this right. uh, yeah. so i think those little small victories actually re- help uh release endorphins that help you get to the next one right and it really isn't account right. your brain does work in mysterious ways when you're when you're doing stuff like that right and and you made another point too that i wanted to touch back on was getting outside your comfort zone and helping people like you said that's one of the things that drives you is helping your, your CLO, right. Where your general counsel get outside her comfort zone and, and, you know, and grow. And I think that's important. And that's exactly what I'm doing too with take a look at your business, take a look at your life. How can, how can we help you by looking at and helping you get outside that comfort zone that you've been in for a while and say, yes, I'm not perfect. And I know this, and I've been on this emotional uh, intelligence journey for the last two and a half years, right. Reading constantly and, and trying to uh, to be better overall and everything I do, so I think uh, that should be a goal for everyone if they can be. So, Rob, I really appreciate your time today, man. And um, you know, obviously, we'll be looking forward to the release of and the, the the hard launch of your of the platform that you're you're getting ready to do in the next couple of days, right? Yep,
1: January first, we should have it up and operational. Uh, you know, we have a sports tech platform. And you know the way we define platforms, is anything you need to log into and maintain information. So part of that includes like a, a education platform, event management platform. Uh, for you know pro athletes can actually set up their own coaching clinics through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's managed by you know an, you know this college level agent. Uh, and we have this uh, ad tech platform and a uh, fintech platform. So these are multiple sure. platforms within one mobile app for these athletes to manage their lives basically. And we mm-hmm. took away the to entry, which is cost. And, uh, you know, just make it, you know, anything uh, that we could free, made it free. And uh, anything that requires like some type of transaction, such as buying apparel that, that you know, that's they're getting uh, market rate uh, costs. You know, we have a, a travel agency, it's a, you know, white label travel agency through price So we know that our athletes are getting the best travel deals on airfare and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hotel so, you know, just, again, it's all about the need and making something better uh, you know, for something that's already
0: out there. And you only have room to grow with this, right? Because this, this, you're going to find a need from your play, your, the players and, and the people on the platform, and they're going to tell you, hey, I wish we had this. And then you, with the software already built, you can actually just add on to the platform.
1: That's exactly what it is. And there are certain things like, um, for example, uh, you know, young athletes, and I struggled with this as well, um, struggle with identity um uh what do you call that like um etiquette you know you know just how to live so my my first moved to new york city in 1998 i was young single was like you know 28 to 30 ish and awkward socially awkward i didn't know how to talk to women like real women like you know girls i uh, we knew from college right and i yeah yeah first time i got enough courage to Go to a girl and say hello. Uh, her friend like did exactly what you fear, which is oh no, she was sitting here for half an hour and you you lost your chance and didn't even get a chance to talk to the girl. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> so that was the, I manifested that. That's you know. So what we wanted to do is teach these guys about quality of life. So that was something that we were incorporating. But I you know through you know learning about business in general on YouTube, there's a guy that actually does that very well. So instead of us doing that, we just incorporated what he does again for free uh, to help these athletes. So, yeah, Cause there's a lot of upselling um, that goes on out there. And uh, so we, so we just want to eliminate the upselling and, and truly provide quality service and that somebody does it better than what we could do and we and bring offer, that into
0: value. offer value right. for them right that's really exactly what about. so they stay on the platform right awesome rob well appreciate your time and uh i'll talk to you soon okay see in trinidad right you're coming i i'm trying i'm trying all right. i gotta right negotiate you. with the three kids and the wife but yes i'm i'm making a concerted effort to do it
1: all right great thank you all for right. uh, the interview
0: cheers right. bye
1: take care
0: what's up everybody it's paul here that was Rob Lic- Licopoli from 360 Sports, and he's really taken his business as an SAS model and really made a platform for it and given people multiple options to invest and to make revenue off of it. You know, I think one of the big things here is he's taken the, the people side of it and really merged it with the process side of it and really taken the financials to another level where they can have multiple streams of income, they're not relying on one or the other, and they're giving value back to their people that are investing in the platform. So this can be used for, I think, any sport, not just football. I think amateur soccer players looking to go pro, rugby, lacrosse, you name it. um, I think it's the hardest transition that they're going to have to make is from that amateur to professional Sporting life, even in boxing. Remember when I fought? When I, you know, I had the, the inkling of going pro at one point, even though I was not even ready for it. But I thought about it. How would I afford to do it and not work and feed myself, etc.? So, think about that, and hopefully, it can work for you. And, and this can work for anyone you might know. Have a great day, and please subscribe and share with your friends. Have a great day.